you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. You got to respect that. You got to respect. You got to respect, respect what they did there. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Say what you want. you got to respect the Dave Damashek football program. Hi and hello, and uh, welcome to the DDFP. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. As you heard, we've been rolling here in the offseason. I dare say, I said it before, almost like Babe Ruth pointing out the center field in Wrigley back in, uh, I always forget what year that was. Was that 32, I think is when it was? Not 27. I think it was the 32 Yanks playing out there. Anyway, I said it. Uh, uh, upon the uh, conclusion of the exhilarating Super Bowl there, uh, that uh, the offseason is Damashek time. It's yes. Damashek season. This is when we really unearth all the – it's when we pull away. Everybody I, everybody can talk football. You know, ah, I think this is going to happen in the game. It's a binary conversation. This is when we spread our wings and soar to the heavens. And uh, we've been doing it thanks to, in part, our pals who have been coming around more and more now, like – Patrick Claibon, seated to my immediate left, and you see him all over the, your television screen if you tune into NFL Network this week. They call it free agent frenzy. How are you, Claibon? I am frenzied. Are you it, frenzied? It's it's been a it's been a wild week. A, a lot of sweaty moments in the in it, the chair. It's funny you say that because literally, I walked by the makeup room not uh, <laughs> just this very day, and they were in the midst of a conversation about. Patrick Claibon, he's been getting a little sweaty out there. It's hot in the, hot in the for some uh, newsroom reason, desk. For some reason, the thermostat is about 78 in the newsroom. I have no idea why. I guess everybody's uh, so charged up, you know, trying to figure out where the next guard is going to sign. 
but it's uh, <laughs> it's been good. I've been trying to keep my sweat to a minimum. Make sure you tune in and uh, always gangbusters work from Claybon there and uh, sitting at that uh, NFL Network news desk telling you what's going down. And, boy, there is a lot of stuff going on. Last week we talked with Bald Brian, our pal from the Adam Carolla Show. We broke down movies. We really figured out a lot of important issues. But uh, right now it's time to talk about some football. Coming up we have the Honey Badger himself, Tyron Matthews. Oh, yeah. I think this is the third time I've had the occasion to speak with him, and he is delightful. It's funny because there was a lot of stuff attached to him around the draft process and before. Weed drugs, Dave. He did weed drugs. Is that what it was? Oh, my God. I'll tell you. Batting down the hatches. This guy did a weed one time. You know, you know uh, I the sign, I, I know Claybon knows this, but, of course, our cardinal rule here in Studio 66 is no jive. And uh, no jive, we've already spoken for the third time with the Honey Badger. We've had our conversation. It's uh, been recorded to history. We'll share that with you in just a little while. But as I say, I couldn't remember that that's what the issue was. Is that really what what held him back? Yeah, it's what eventually led for, for his ouster from LSU. I couldn't and remember Of course, that. there was the year away from LSU, and then there was the question, is he going to be able to function a guy who once did weed drugs? Playing football, and turns out, yeah, he's, he's a good dude, and he plays football well. Like what? Uh, Can I tell you something? Here's one thing that uh, that I'm proud to say, Pat, myself, Pat, all of us here at the at the Damashek football program. Uh, for we are our little academy that we run, our off season training program yes. that we do. Yeah, you made it to the NFL, bully for you, but let's not live life in the rearview mirror. Let's uh, become even better. Let's join the ranks of the very best in the NFL. Some of our alumni include. Uh, Jarvis Landry, you see what happened to him. He just made a lot of loot up there with Cleveland. True. Um, we've worked uh, with Eric Reed in the past. We've worked True. with uh, Timmy Jernigan. Just by ta- I taught him my swim move. Yep. Just before the Super Bowl results. Yeah, I mean that's what we're about. We're we're, we're about uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. Other leaves. We're trying to take care of all the leaves for you. If you're a pro football player, I'm happy to take you under my wing. We're going to be doing some work with Calais Campbell coming up here in the next few days. But, uh, yes, stick around for the Honey Badger. Right now, though, let's jump in here to uh, to some of this breaking football news. Everybody wants a buzz about it. And uh, and I guess the biggest news, the top line, as they say on the, uh, on the news uh, channels these days, is what's the top line? Kirk Cousins to the Minnesota Vikings, eight. How say you, Claybon? I say the same thing that a lot of people uh, did, especially guys like Brian Billick on our coverage of Free Agency Frenzy. You look at it and you determine, well, what do we need out of the position? Do we need Kirk Cousins? And are we getting $10, $12 million more out of Kirk Cousins than we did out of Case Keenum or Sam Bradford or even Teddy Bridgewater? I'm not sure that – that they're getting that, but more power to them. They they come four quarters away from going to the Super Bowl. If they believe that Kirk Cousins, if Mike Zimmer says Kirk Cousins wins us that game, he gets us to the Super Bowl, we win the Super Bowl, by all means. If, if you think that that's the last thing, go get your guy. It is weird the way you evolve and the way the NFL evolves, and it's and it's kind of unsatisfying versus something that we revisit periodically here is which was better? What's better, 20th century football fandom or 21st century football fandom? And I think in the case of free agency, it's exciting what we're watching right now. This is super fun. Oh, this guy's out there. Where's he going to land? I hope he lands on my team. And, and uh, the heartbreak of watching a guy go chase money elsewhere 
software and all that. But what it also results in, and it is unsatisfying versus the 20th century, if you liked your team at least, I guess if you were – I don't know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers circa 1978, you probably weren't that excited. Well, wait, that's a bad reference because in 79 they go to the to the NFC title game. But you get my larger point here. Um, the, the, this, when you forge, you know, when, when you think of doomsday, the doomsday defense or the steel curtain or air Coriel as it was configured round about 1980, you could sink your teeth into it. It was something that you, that you, that you knew was going to be when you flipped on the TV and when you flipped on America's team for an era with Staubach and Dorsett and Drew Pearson. Now the iconic Seahawks defense is no more. This thing, like it, it, it ends so fast. If you don't cash in when the win, when, when the when the windows open. Um, it could be a long wait till you fill your pockets again. And and that's something that – because, I, I mean, people will look at it and say, oh, players are moving spots. If the teams would just stay committed to these guys, I, I think Michael Bennett would have been Isn't okay. Isn't it weird? It's almost like radio, you know, because in radio, the program director, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, you know about uh, how these things go. It's this constant evolution of chasing rating, ratings for one little stretch there, and then if they aren't good, then – you clean house from talent, and then eventually the program director gets his head lopped off or her head lopped off. Then they bring in a new one, and it's a reboot, and it seems like it happens every three, two and a half, three years. It's kind of the way the NFL is going. It's the way pro sports in the 21st century are going is that there's is that guys are spending more time on their college football team than they are in the uh, on their NFL team. And I feel like we got robbed of something, and, and hopefully people appreciate it, especially the people in the Pacific Northwest appreciated that five-year run. Should they? Of, of having – a team that was contending and had guys and personalities that you can appreciate that you're going to probably follow for the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, but now it's it's all it's all kaput. You know, they lost a few games. Cam gets hurt. All right, we got to blow it all up. No use trying. These are all bad parts now. I mean, I guess you can't really grade it below an A, but like it feels like an, a B plus A minus based on the promise. If I would have told you, think about it in those terms. If I told you... Wait, it's 2018 now. So when does the rise? When Russell Wilson gets there in 2012, 2012 or 2011? 2011. This is rookie year, right? We had the official strike. It's been that many already for Russell Wilson. He's been in the league that many years already. No, the, the rookie year was the official lockout, correct? Right, I don't remember, but I'm trying to think of like right at, the, right at the right uh, at the at the front edge of this. Wilson was Wilson was 2012. So he's okay. 2012. Yeah, right. yeah. So he arrives and they and they kind of take it to another level. I mean, they had some, you know, there were some uh, good good times there with Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Alexander and so on. But they really take off it with uh, around Russell Wilson. They wind up losing in the last second to the Falcons in Atlanta in the divisional round. That really heralds the start of a of a special run there. But it does only equal one Super Bowl. If you're a Seahawks fan, is that good enough? And, and, it has to be. And so. we've talked about this before. Just looking back on it, it's like, oh, you know, Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, they only won. The quote, only won one world championship. I'm not talking it's, about – don't don't be a – don't – you're not talking for John Smoltz. And you're oh, not, Brett Favre only won one You're Super not talking Bowl. for Doug Baldwin. You're talking for the Seahawks fan. You're talking for the Braves fan. I, Isn't I, it unsatisfying if you only got that one? It's dumb if it's unsatisfying. Love what you have. Like, I, love well, it. Listen, you can oh, get man, all I had, philosophical. I but let life, me, and, but I only had one kid. How should a Packers <laughs> fan feel for 25 years? They've only had – They should feel incredible. Listen, they had Brett Favre. 
and then they had Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Save perhaps the season that Aaron Rodgers took over for Favre where he was exciting, but he wasn't, you wouldn't call him one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL that first season he started, but he still was good. At 25 years, they have the same number of Lombardis as the Ravens do with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco. Shouldn't they feel vaguely sort of disappointed no, by because, the output? Because we're going to have to think on it. As we get up in age, it's like, oh, Joe, yeah, Joe Flacco and the Ravens won a Super Bowl. I remember that. They had that wild completion uh, late against Denver. It was it was a run, but we're never going to forget the fact that Aaron Rodgers had that Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Eli Manning has won more than both Favre and Rodgers. Yeah, and he had some magical moments, but you, you can't complain. You can't complain about sustained success. Uh, I mean, I certainly you shouldn't, can complain and complain about complain a lot of things. about sustained success. It, it's dumb to complain about that. That's my opinion. Next uh, next uh, way to regard this is if only, you know, it's weird to me that it's as though everybody is suffering from the same bit of amnesia, which is, you know, we saw it wasn't it wasn't three years ago. I know, like we say, things change fast in the NFL, but it wasn't that long ago that it was title game Sunday. And three of the quarterbacks who started in those games were Blake Bortles, Case Keenum and Nick Foles. <laughs> Why the desperation? Why the just Whatever it takes to get Kirk Cousins in our uniform, we got to do it. The, the the Arizona Cardinals, so desperate for a QB, they gave $20 million to Sam Bradford. What gives? We'll see how the, the contract incentives play out uh, for Sam Bradford. Well, it's a, at minimum, he's getting $15 million. Yeah, at, the, at the very least. It's good deals. Good deals for a quarterback. For him. You know, go out back and start throwing a ball around. We'll pop, you know, because one day – you might have a chance to get – by the time you get to the league, it may be $110 billion. Boy, Sam Bradford must be one charming fella in, a, in an interview, right? He must be, he must be delightful dinner uh, conversation or something because why does he keep being – why is he able to do NFL franchise after NFL franchise? You, you, a guy that go out, goes out there, puts on the shorts – you know, a little cutoff tee. He doesn't wear the big sleeves in the workout. And he just starts ripping it to guys. I know. He wears at, those big sleeves like, like oh, he's man. in peewee football. This he guy looks can like really that ill-fitting it. jersey that he's worn throughout his career without explanation. It's it's uh, it's like in Major League Baseball. You're, you're a big lefty. You know, you got a little hook. There's always going to be a spot for you. Weirder, perhaps even still, the New York Jets, who are far from contention. I know that they 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 dabbled with uh, with uh, playoff relevancy uh, there through about halfway through the year, thanks to Josh McCown largely. But now they've re-signed Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater. It appears at the time of this recording, it looks like they're going to have Teddy B as well. And to your point, are we positive? Positive. I mean, talk, talk about long in the rearview mirror. Have the Vikings just forgotten about Teddy B before the knee injury, or is this an indictment of of the state of his leg and, and uh, how good he's going to be going forward, perhaps? But Teddy B was looked like he was going to be the real deal early on, so much so that people up in Cleveland lamented that they took Johnny Football over Teddy B and Derek Carr, if you'll remember that, that that, that was uh, one of their myriad mistakes that they've made over the years, that they could have had one of those guys. But now Teddy B can't find a home or, or he's going to be competing with Josh McCown. And this assumes that the Jets don't take a quarterback, which everybody is projecting them to do with the sixth overall pick. It, what are they going to do? They All they do is just bring it. They understand you only play one in quantity – is not greater than quant- quality in NFL quarterbacks. And do you think the Jets of, of all franchises would know that 
quarterback quantity. If you have a, a Bryce Petty and a Christian Hackenberg, it doesn't necessarily mean you can make some Voltron out of them. It's like, oh, yeah, we put the two together, you get a good quarterback. I think with Teddy and the Vikings, it comes to what we started with. The oogly cartoon heart eyes that everybody has for Kirk Cousins kind of made Teddy seem like he wasn't worth that much. You know, you look at the stickers and it's like, oh, this guy's going to cost $28 million. We should go with $28 million because it's better. It's like the hot, the top shelf wine, right? It's got to be better, right? Because it, it costs more. All right, listen. Stick your neck out because this is the time of speculation. Oh, you know me. Let's, let's hear. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has been good statistically. Fantasy owners have enjoyed having Kirk Cousins as their fantasy QB. The Redskins got to the playoffs two years ago. Let's not forget that. It was not to, There are a lot of cynics out there who say Kirk Cousins is not a franchise QB. He's not worth that money. I, I refer you to the season that he did take him to the playoffs just a, a couple of years ago with a nice gaggle of pass catchers. Last year, more disappointing, but there are those who look at the – it really feels like – I mean, Kirk Cousins is really maybe – is it hyperbolic to say he is the he there there's the largest range of opinion on Kirk Cousins as any quarterback as there is right now? I don't think it would be unfair. I, I mean Matt Stafford might be in else, that. Matt Stafford might be in that conversation. But but I don't think most of the people in the Stafford argument are gonna put Cousins ahead of him. I don't think there's gonna be that wild swing where you might have you might have some guys being like, well, Cousins isn't that much better than Case Keenum. Is there any reason to think? Well, I think Vikings fans, I know from talking to people who would know about these things, and I knew it in November and December, that Case Keenum was not the long-term answer per Vikings brain trust. They did not think Case Keenum was their long-term QB. They knew that, and when there was all this big push, you remember it probably peaked somewhere around Thanksgiving when he went up there, national audience watching that, and he goes up there and he and he uh, dumped those lines in exciting fashion, and people thought they got to keep Case Keenum. They should really make a. They should really now offer him a deal. He's earned it. Was the conversation? He's earned a long-term deal. The Vikings stood firm. And I think they look better now, but you sound more skeptical. I, I'm just glad that we have a bar, right? We have the Keenum bar for the season, statistical accomplishment, and what the team was able to accomplish. And so your question, my question is, how far is, is Kirk Cousins going to get you over that bar? And praise be to the heavens, we'll have an answer, right? Hopefully Kirk's able to stay healthy and we'll play out that season. I'm just not so sure – that you're going to get a market improvement over, and I understand it was a career. I agree. It was a career year for Case Keenum. That's obviously not all Case Keenum. That that was that was a confluence of circumstances. But I think at the end of the year, there shouldn't be that much difference. Maybe four percent in the completion percentage. Maybe five more touchdowns. But are you you got to get to a Super Bowl. Here's to, the way to, to evaluate. Here's the way to evaluate this. I think is. Are they better at the position than they were at the end of the season? Yes. Yes, Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. However, this does not happen in a vacuum, of course. There's only so much money. Now the cap went up, but you still now are devoting more of the cap to your starting quarterback, which is going to hurt how much money you have to spend on the rest of that roster. Overall, are the Vikings better in 2018 than they were in 2017? 2018, yes. I wonder about the long-term ability for them to bring back defensive talent, offensive talent. 
uh, in the 2019 and 2020. You would think he should be with Kyle Rudolph and those two pass catchers who both really deserve the the description of a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they should only get better with a, a a more live arm there under center, you would think. The Cardinals... I don't know. I think they're they feel a little lost at sea right yes. now. They don't seem terribly relevant in 2018. I know that's a little premature to say <laughs> in uh, in March, but I mean the Niners look good and the Rams look awfully good, and the Seahawks aren't. I don't think going to just fall off a cliff. So I don't know that the Cardinals are are terribly relevant, um, uh, even if they had gotten Kirk Cousins. The Jets are weird. I mean the biggest winner right now, and I'm sure people want to say the Vikings are the big winner at, at this point in free agency. But it's Tom Brady and the Patriots again. What deal with the devil or deal with the football gods did the Patriots make at the turn of the millennium that they that they get very little, if any, resistance perennially from the rest of that division? Now the Jets, the Bills look like they've made themselves worse. The, the, the Dolphins are taking Danny Amendola. They're getting rid of Indomitian and Sue. Who's their quarterback going to be? It's a real mess, Patrick. Yeah, well, the – for the benefit of the Dolphins, quote-unquote, big air hooks here, they're changing the culture. And so the culture will be better. Who knows if they'll win more games or they have a better football team, but the, quote, culture, end quote, is going to be better. The other winner so far is Mitch Trubisky. Allen Robinson he gets. Big coop. He was on the show yesterday. He was on uh, Free Agency Frenzy, and he said he could play in any system. Uh, Quarterback is a factor, but it's not the factor. And then you look up. He's with Mitch. Arms race, well, not the real weapons race is uh, the Packers get uh, Jimmy Graham. They say goodbye to Jordy Nelson, but they're chasing some uh, some big names out there. Fascinating stuff going down, and it's just getting going. Believe it or not, free agency hasn't actually even started. But Patrick <laughs> Claybon, what a delight to visit with you once again. We have so many important games, of, game of life questions for you, but uh, we're focused in on the free agency. I appreciate it. Steely focus. Make sure you watch uh, Patrick Claybon, like I say. On NFL Network, he's breaking all the news, and it seems like it's breaking every 26 seconds or so. Broken. This week. Thanks, Claybon. Thanks, Dave. Oh, wait. At Clay. At Patrick Claybon. Keep it nice and simple for the people. That's it. That's it. All right. At Patrick Claybon. By, by the way, I say it all the time. One of the best social media follows. If you're looking only for pigskin, don't go there. <laughs> he's buzzing about everything that's happening in our society, and, uh, and it's great stuff. Patrick Claybon, everybody. Here he comes now, the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. Oh, look at this. One of the best in the business. Although the subject of some surprising news, uh, if you're on social media, here he is, everybody. Tyron Matthew, a.k.a. the Honey Badger. First question, is it weird to call you Honey if we're, you know, like on a first name basis? That was that was, um, that was was actually my problem with the nickname to begin with. I bet it would be, right? Yeah, coming from New Orleans, Honey on the first part of your name, is that's kind of soft. So that was my issue with... with yeah, you can't... People aren't just going to be like, hey, Badger. No, they're going to go, oh, hey, Honey. Honey, right. <laughs> that always was a weird thing. Anyway, is that... But so ultimately, do you like the nickname or what? Well, I think it's stuck. Um, and obviously, a lot of kids... Um, they know me as as the Honey Badger. Um, they don't really know me by my name, so uh, it's kind of taking on this kind of life of his own. And um, so, I mean, it's pretty cool. 
It's kind of cool. I like it. You know what? Before <laughs> anything else, I have a lot to talk with you about. Not much time to do it. And in fact, I met you probably around your second season somewhere and found you positively delightful. Thank you. <laughs> and the the evolution of the man. I, I don't even know if you've actually evolved right. or if that if there's you know a certain story being told about a guy and you just believe what you're being told right. and then you change that with uh, with your way or did you actually change as well a um you know, i think it's a constant you know i think growth is, is always new and um you know i'm always trying to grow um i'm always trying to become uh better not only as a uh, as a father uh, but as a friend as a brother so um i think growth is is good and it's always new so i never kind of i never want to get stuck in a certain place i always want to push forward fall forward so uh i mean that's really all i've been doing um you know the last six seven years is it's really been falling forward well it's funny you say that about uh, change and all that because uh, like i alluded to there it seemed like in social media yeah. i at least made me surprised like wait what the cardinals are thinking about doing right. what yeah. I, how did that hit you where were you and you had no heads up about this before it happened no nah, no nah, um i mean obviously you you listen to radios and um you know you listen to uh, quote-unquote team insiders and you know you can kind of make out the writing that's been printing on the wall so uh you know I've been in the league five years I kind of understand the business and um you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter how good you is um a lot a lot of times um if you become an expense to a team then you know they always have to address that issue so like I said I respect it I understand it that's the business side of it um uh, I think you know we all I think it's you know, possible to have different opinions. <laughs> oh man, I mean, if you, if, I mean, if you're available out there, yeah, I think it's going to be very exciting. This name, all of a sudden, Matthew is going to be prominent, and <laughs> I, I mean, I would expect that there are 32, not even 31 fan base, 32 fan bases out there with them. like, oh, let's hope we get him because people love that. In the 21st century, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not as much about a defense that's just shut down because it's virtually impossible to have that, the Jacksonville Jaguars notwithstanding. For the most right. part, teams are going to be able to put some points against you. Right. It's about being dynamic enough at, at certain positions and collectively that you take the ball away. Correct. That's what 21st century defense is about. Correct, and I think that's – um I think that's what I bring to the game, um, and I think a lot of players bring that to the game. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of great football players, a lot of good football players in the league. Um, I think there's very few of them that can really kind of impact outcomes of games, um, uh, and I think I'm one of them. So uh, that's right. It's a it's not basketball where there are any number of of mistakes made throughout the game. There are maybe two or three critical mistakes made, and that's what swings the game. That's what costs players the game. And um, you know, I, I kind of live by this rule. My my high school coach told me, and it's every player is going to have three or four plays to make uh, three or four chances to make a big play in a game. And um, so I, I like to think that I'm one of those guys that, that make those kind of plays in the game. Um, all right, talking about making plays, you're going to be making plays on the kickball field, is it? What do you yeah, call a yeah, kickball? Yeah. Is it a, is it a you know, a pitch? <laughs> what is it? Well, it's actually a, a baseball field, but we just play kickball on it. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Tyron Matthew. By the way, do I, I feel like your name gets mispronounced more than any other or uh, among the most mispronounced. How do you say it? Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. How many uh, would you say minutes or hours have you spent explaining that to people? Uh, I'd probably say countless. Um, yeah. I feel like I have to do it every day. 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah. People, see, I admire the idea of like, let's give our child a special name, a name <laughs> no one has. But then you end up making it tough on the kid because like, right. no, no, two ends. And then, you know, right. no, not Tyrone. Right. Is that the way yeah, it's gone yeah, for you? Yeah, I, I think most of my life it was like that. Just better off to go with Joe, you yeah, know? Just, just call me Ty. Okay, Ty. Not Honey. Yeah. <laughs> Tyron Matthew and Friends Charity Kickball Classic in New Orleans on March 24th. Tickets available. TyronMatthewKickballClassic.com. Listen to these uh, players that are going to show up. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He's nice. Patrick Peterson. He's a delight. Yeah. I think – I don't know if I've said this to you, but I know I've said it to him and Calais Campbell when he was still there and Darnell Dockett. I think about two years ago, the Arizona Cardinals defensive unit was the most delightful group of characters <laughs> yeah. in all the NFL. Yeah. Do you agree? Have you experienced I, anything as many funny guys as what you had about two years ago on that roster? Oh, we, we had we had some great characters, man. We had some great men. Um, and. You know, uh, it sucks that we couldn't keep everybody. I know. And, well, and by the way, Bruce Arians also about as funny a head coach as there's been in the NFL since Bum Phillips. Yeah, he was as unique and uh, as genuine and and as challenging as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you got Pat Pete, you got Jarvis Landry, who's got some uh, some big news going. You got uh, Teddy Ginn Jr. And how about this? The ringer of them all, Brad Wing, the punter. He should be the star of stars in kickball, right? Let's hope so. Um, uh, I know a lot of LSU fans, a lot of people in Louisiana are going to be excited to see him as well what about that the i mean can we say that your time at lsu all due respect to you and all the talent there odell beckham jarvis landry i mean you guys had you had jeremy hill running there and everything we had an nfl team is it well that's what i'm getting at (laughs) can you say now with a little bit of distance from it are you willing to say the like shouldn't this team have scored that beaten everybody 278 to zero I, I do I do believe that and um a lot of guys that uh, I played with we always look back on it and we always say how did we not dominate how did we not just beat everybody? it's the same thing as the at the same basic air is Clemson right Clemson had all those at Taj Boyd right. at the trigger and they had an all-world runner that they had CJ Spiller at the time they had um Sammy Watkins yeah. Martavis Bryant what gives yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, but I know a lot of times, you know, um, especially in sports, obviously it's it's a lot of different elements that have to just gel at once. Coaching, uh, players, um, you know, personnel, everything just has to click. And uh, I just didn't think it clicked for us because had it clicked, um, you know, we probably won two or three national championships. It, it really, when you look yeah. back at that roster, it's like, what 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 happened right. there? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Describe for me now. You arrive in the NFL. And I don't I don't mean like, yeah, it was a good play and it helped us win the game. I want to know second by second, the most memorable play of your career. Describe it for me. What's going down in the moment? Break it down for you. We'll uh, we'll put some video along with it and it'll sing for the audience. (laughs) Well, I probably say the most memorable play. Um, I I always go back to um, my first game um, in my rookie season. Um, uh, And Jared Cook had caught a ball over the middle of the field. and I had chased him. He was probably 30 yards ahead of me. And um, I had chased him. I got to him right before he got to the goal line. And I punched the ball out. And, I mean, that was a good feeling for me because, you know, the, the year before I had set out a football for a year. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't believe I could play on this level. And to kind of have that homecoming or kind of have that opening game, it was like, okay, yeah, I can play on this level. So, um, you know, that that moment right there meant a lot. You punched me. the ball out at the goal line, and, and then did you scoop it, or we somebody else it. did? Yeah, I, my teammate, uh, Carlos Dansby, actually recovered it. So, 
um, that was one of those moments for me. I remember your draft day experience. Do you have any do's and don'ts as you look back on that? <laughs> what are you supposed to do when you? I talked to a lot of guys about their draft day experience. Were there uh, were there other corners slash safeties that were going off the board in front of you that you were like, wait a second, why him over me? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it was thirteen, maybe twelve or thirteen. Uh, defensive backs. That Whoa, that drafted, many in front of you. That was drafted before me. And um, my I had actually made the mistake of thinking I was going in the first round. I, I had two teams tell me they would draft me in the first round. So I actually went to New York and, uh, you know, I didn't actually go to the draft, but, you know, I had this little restaurant station out and um, I thought I was actually going to go in the first round and I didn't hear my name called in. Uh, I didn't hear my name called the second round. Wait a second. Wait yeah. a second. You're in New York City. On the premise that, hey, tonight ends with a big celebration because right. uh, your pal Honey's about to be an NFL football player. Right. And, and everybody's gathered there. It never happened. Did you have to make a speech like, um, hey, I'm sorry sorry about bringing you out here? <laughs> no, I kind of just I kind of just crept out the back door. Um, obviously, I was. <laughs> That's a classy was, move. What happened to Tyron? I don't know. He's I was, gone. I was, I was. I was very disappointed. And um, right before I had got to my car, TMZ was out there, and they asked me about it. And I said, um, they asked me how I felt about not being drafted in the first round. And I, I, I politely told them that I still felt like I was the best player in the draft. And um, but but that's how that that's how that uh, is that what? That I, yeah. <laughs> how do I feel? Right. What do you, how do you think I feel? I feel horrible. <laughs> wow. Any, any names you remember that went in front of you that are? Uh... I mean, D. Milliner went before me. Um, D. J. Hayden, um, David Emerson, Eric Reed, who I played with. Um, those were probably the five guys that I that I ultimately compared myself against, and all those guys went first round, and I was kind of like the. But I, I was the guy in college that won all the awards, and, and I was kind of like the odd man out this time. Uh, it, was, it was a weird feeling. Any tips, though, for anybody who's – so tip number one, don't necessarily if, – if it's not ironclad that you're a first-round pick, <laughs> don't plan a first-round party. Don't go Don't go to New York. If, uh, if two teams – now, if 30 teams tell you they'll draft you in the first round, you can go to New York. But if only two tell you, they're probably lying to you. You see the sign <laughs> on the door. It says no jive. That's our policy in here. What is it with this recurring thing as I talk to guys about their draft day experiences? This jazz about teams calling you up and saying, we're about to draft you, so keep your line clear. And then they never call back. What's the bit there? Do they not know who they're drafting three minutes before they announce who they're drafting? I, I think it's kind of like wetting sometimes. And, you know, I think some people just get cold feet and they don't, <laughs> you know, they don't want to go through with it sometimes. I mean, if, if individuals were doing this, we would would call them jerks like wait, yeah. wait you told me to wait by the phone and you never called yeah that's why that's why when you come in as a rookie all the vets tell you it's a tough business it is what I've learned it, it is you guys when you come up for that second contract that's yeah. when you realize oh you don't love me as much as I thought you know that that they turn it into a yeah. business all of a sudden interesting as far as that goes it's always a good time to train. Congratulations, you made it to the NFL. But now what? Now we got to take you to the next level, Honey Badger. We got to get you mentally right. Yeah, you're physically a specimen, kinda. You're fast. You're cagey. You can punch the football out. You make the picks and everything. But you know what? I bet you it's come out on the grid, come up on the gridiron before that you're not the tallest guy out there. No, I'm not the tallest. Um, uh, it doesn't really bother me though. I bet it does bother you. Let's see how much it bothers you. This is how we're going to get you right for 2018 and beyond. Okay. All right? You ready for this? A little off-season trainer? I'm ready. I'm, I mean, I could take you. I, well, I could show you a few 
tricks, uh, you know, about a little bump and run. But I think you're you're in good shape there. I mean, we could do that after. But right now, let's get you emotionally right here. Right. Let's see how tough you are. Okay. I don't mean with how much weight you can lift. I don't care. Short people are oppressed. They're always getting overlooked. Get it? You see why? You laugh at that. Are you crying on the inside, though? Nah, you getting, I, are you getting wounded? I think it's funny. All right. Um, let's see. Um, my friend who's really short had a party the other night, and he only invited other really short people. It was just a little get-together. <laughs> what about that? What if What if A.J. Green says that to you in the next game? Are you going to cry? Are you going to get distracted? Or are you going to use that as fuel, well, Honey Badger? I, I, I'll, I'll use it as fuel, uh, but in the right way. Um, A.J.'s a cool guy. I don't think he'll do that. You don't think he'll trash talk you? No, I don't think he'll say that. He respects the SEC roots. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, these all have words that are now politically incorrect. You're not allowed to use anymore, so I'm having to skip over a lot of these jokes. Uh, why shouldn't you hire short people as chefs? Because the stakes are too high. Take that, <laughs> honey badger. Laugh all you want on the outside. I know you're crying on the inside. Um, That's all you got? Appreciate the little things. <laughs> Give a short person a hug. Right. Like that. See, that's, that sounds like I'm being nice, but in fact, I'm sticking it to you. You right. understand what I'm saying, Honey Badger? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, every word, I've seen, every, well, everyone, I, I don't want to use the uh, politically incorrect word, but that's what they right. all are. I played a round of miniature golf with my really short friend yesterday, or as he called it, golf. Get it? Because it was short people like you. No, I don't get that. <laughs> So all right, so draft day tips. Yeah. What's appropriate when you when they do call you and it's like, hey, it's the blank, it's the GM of the blanks. Who do you kiss first? Um, uh, or hug? Well, I think um, it's either your significant other or your mother. Um, and if both of them are there, then both of them should kiss you at the same time. Sa- simultaneously. Right, right. So no one feels like, yeah. why her first? Right. That's a great call. And yeah. the most important detail is not the agent. Mm-mm. The agent like this. But hey, listen, yeah. I've seen a lot of guys do it. A lot of guys, they bypass their own their own blood to, to embrace the agent. This Johnny come lately, right. he gets the hug, <laughs> not mom, right? Yeah, that's tough. Let's not do that. No. You hear that out there? Honey Badger knows what he's talking about. (laughs) One more thing here. We've been doing this a little bit off and on is, uh, you know, you know, fame, I hate to tell you, is fleeting, you know, usually. Maybe not, though. There's one way that you can become legendary for all of time in the 21st century, at least, is to become a GIF. That's how you make it. Now. What camera is he looking into right here? Spaghetti? Eddie Spaghetti? Any camera here? Look into that camera right in the middle. Okay. And I want you to turn into a GIF. Let's, what, should, what should the emotion be, though? What do you think? What do you want to be a GIF for? Like, okay, here's, here, let's do this one. Uh, just react to this. Because okay. words, GIFs don't have words, you know. Right. It's just like your facial expression. Right. The, the, you're reacting right now to, is there a gas leak? I like that. That's pretty good. Um, hey, I you said you were going to call and draft me, but the phone never rang. <laughs> Isn't it great that this is an audio <laughs> podcast and right. this is what we do? 
No, we'll turn this into a video. We'll make this into a video. <laughs> what we're doing is we're making you into a GIF. You're going to call me in about 15, 25 years and say, hey, what's your name? Thank you for making me a GIF. I'm still relevant. <laughs> I retired three years ago. I'm going into the Hall of Fame, but all the kids know who I am because you made me into a GIF. I appreciate that. Thank That's you. nice of me, right? Absolutely. Do you want to say before we wrap it up what team you would most like to play for in 2018? Um, well, I, the team I would most like to play for is Arizona Cardinals. Um, now – that that's out of my control, mm-hmm. but that's who I would love to. That's play. your wish. You feel you feel yeah, okay. Yeah, with it. I, I I think I'm loyal. Um, I I think I you know I think I deserve the right to um, to be a part of your team. Absolutely. I'll tell you, you've uh, you really have been um, a guy who. Uh, with, with all the work you've done off the field and everything, really, um, you know, I obviously didn't meet you until you were in the NFL, but uh, in our brief uh, interactions, you've never been anything other than uh, delightful and fun and everything else. And uh, and obviously a pro um, at making gifts and beyond. So there he goes, everybody. Maybe you'll see him in Arizona come 2018. Who knows? We don't know what. But you'll see him on your uh, social media yeah. reacting to something smelling bad in the room, right? Want to try it one more time? Yeah. Ready? Like, let's go. Wait, what happened? There you go. That's. I think that's the winner. I think that's the winner. Let's cut it <laughs> off there. Honey Badger, everybody. And, oh, real quick, one more thing. Tyron Matthew, kickballclassic.com, all sorts of uh, big stars, including uh, the guy sitting uh, seated to my immediate left. It's the third annual Heart of a Badger Youth Skills Camp in New Orleans on March 25th, free for grades K through 9th. Sign up, hardcountathletics.com. Like I say, appreciate all the good work you're doing. And I'll tell you why. I don't know what it is with that Bayou, but just like my hometown, Pittsburgh, churns out the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right. what is it with you guys and the DBs and the wide receivers? Why is What's in the water down there? Hey, man, we, we grew up playing a whole lot of sports. So uh, Yeah, but it's all, it's the same position. Yeah. Not uh, nose tackles. It's all it's all it's just all a whole bunch of yeah, corners and uh, burners uh, catching the football. Yeah, we're athletes down south. Apparently. We're athletes. Apparently. <laughs> Honey Badger, everybody. All right. See, I hope you agree with me. He's a delightful fella, as was Patrick Claybon, the honey badger. We wish him the best as uh, he ventures out into the uh, the unknown here in uh, free agency 2018. We'll see how things land with him. And uh, thanks to Patrick Claybon, he'll be the one letting us know about the honey badger and everybody else. We'll be back with updates on all that. We got Calais Campbell. We have Demarcus Lawrence of the Dallas Cowboys, just recently uh, tagged by uh, by America's team there. Oh, I said I called him America's team. Are they still America's team? That's the first question for Demarcus Lawrence on Thursday. Until then, it's been a good slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.